Um, hey, but welcome. Uh, I'm Steve Keller, uh, lead pastor here, if you don't know me. It's good to have you online or in the room. And today, uh, we, are, we are approaching the midpoint of our Holy Spirit series, 16 weeks. Um, and right now, we're, we're slowly making our way through uh, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, or forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And before we launch into today's theme, um, I want to bring you in on a a fun little discussion uh, on this passage, uh, maybe a debate. And and the, the debate has centered around a phrase in those verses. And the phrase is, or the question is, is it fruit of the Spirit or is it fruits of the Spirit? You ever heard that one? Um, is, it, is it one fruit, okay, with many different facets or aspects to it, or are these all individual fruits in, in our lives that come to us spiritually? Um, some say, just so you know, that love is actually the fruit, and everything that follows, they are expressions of God's love. And then, of course, other people say, no, 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 these are separate fruits, and they they grow in our lives at different seasons and times. Um, And I think both points are fun. I think they're both fascinating. Um, But for for the record, I don't think it's really that big a deal. Um, I guess for me, I'm just not wound that tight. Uh, But if you push me, if you really push me on it and said, Steve, you got to come down, fruit or fruits, I would go with fruit simply because the Bible in the the original language Greek calls it fruit of the Spirit. And I do think there is a little danger with pluralizing it. And I think here's the danger. Um, We can treat some of them as optional. And the ones that we kind of, they come naturally to us. You know, we go, yeah, I'm going with those. And the other ones, we kind of dismiss them. So, um... Nevertheless, Paul's point here is that, that everything in that list, the fruit of the Spirit, all of it is, is for every one of us. It's our birthright as Christians that we would grow into the character of God, the full expression of that. So having said that and gotten that out of the way, let's pray, all right? Father God, we are in a people constantly in need of healing spiritually. Um, Father, we, we always need eyes that see. Um, ears that hear, um, hearts that can really receive your word and the work of your Holy Spirit. And so, God, regardless of how long we have walked with you, we we pray that, God, we we just welcome the ministry of your Holy Spirit, um, healing and wholeness. And I thank you that you have come to grow us up into the fullness of Christ. And we love you for that, God. We love you for your work in our lives that you are not a static, distant God somewhere behind the Milky Way, but you are right here present to love us, to grow us, to heal us, to make us into to the very likeness of Christ. What a good, great Father you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, who is excited about today's theme? Patience. Okay, all right, we, we got one out there. Amen. Um, or or let, let, let me put it to you this way. What if God showed up today, and he is here, but what if God showed up and spoke to us saying, all right, everybody, you get one. Look through the list and pick 
one of these and I'm going to drop it on you today. I'm going to turn you into the, the likeness of that one thing. Would patience be your one thing? Or we'll stretch it out a little further. What if God said, look, I'll give you any three in the list. Which do you choose? Would patience make your list? Now, I ask that because my whole life, and I don't mean, you know, the last five years, this has become a fad. My whole life as a Christian, I have heard this one phrase, whatever you pray for, never pray for patience. Has anyone else ever heard that? You know, as if... As if God in heaven goes, oh my gosh, did you hear it? Angels, did you hear what they said? Trials and tribulations. Let's frustrate them. Let's annoy them. Let's make life miserable. And here we are in ashes and agony going, why? Oh, why did I pray for patience? Why did I do that? Um, that is, by the way, superstitious thinking. Um, that is also not thinking very highly of God's character. I want you to know today that patience is an awesome thing. It is such a great gift from God. And Marv, where, where are you? Marvin captured it so beautifully in that song set because there are two sides to biblical patience. Um, it's like a coin, two very different sides, and we sang both of those today. You did a great job. So you heard the sermon. Have a good week. All right, God bless you. Um, and we're going to look at both of these, okay? So on one side, when it comes to biblical patience, we have what we all think of when we think about patience. Um, I'll read you a couple of verses. We see this all over the Psalms, by the way. Uh, Psalm 37, 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Isaiah 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord he turned to me and he heard my cry. So on the one hand, when we talk about patience, we have every American's favorite thing, waiting, okay? But this is not like uh, waiting at the DMV, okay? This is not like standing around, waiting for your number to be called. And by the way, even though you always show up with every single document on their website, you still forgot, you know? You forgot your first grade report card, you forgot soil samples from your yard. This is not like waiting, okay, like that. Waiting uh, biblically is a beautiful thing, okay, because it is rooted in belief, okay? First of all, it is rooted in the belief that God is sovereign. God is in control of all things, and God has an absolutely perfect plan. So biblical waiting, we start with God can be trusted. He can be absolutely trusted, and that's followed by Ecclesiastes 3.1. Not only that God has a perfect plan, but God has a perfect time. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3.1 out of the Hebrew reads, there is a God-given time for everything for every activity under heaven. So patience for us starts with us as Christians believing God has a plan and God has a time for everything that matters. Everything that is of substance, God has a plan and a time for all things. And then Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we trust in the Lord with all our heart. We, we don't lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways, we acknowledge him. And what does he do? He makes our path straight, meaning he, he meets us with what we need. He, he, he delivers. 
And so what we can do as Christians patiently is we enter into a confident, expectant, trusting kind of waiting. So, so for us, when we wait, it is an active patience, and it, it is rooted in, in who God is, that He is the one who is never slow keeping His promises. He, he, he always comes through, thanking Him that His timing is just right. He will never be late. So that's waiting on our side. Now, there is, just so you know, full disclosure, there is a second option. Um, we don't have to do that. I would not recommend the second option to you as a Christian, and that's where we just go ahead and we play master. And we say, you know what, I'll call the shots. You know, I, I, I think I know what's best, and I'll just take the reins. Um, it's not a good idea. I can tell you that from my life. Uh, many, many times, I, I think of one, and it's when Jane and I, years ago, this is very early in our marriage, we had a great need in our lives. And the, the need was for a car. We really needed a vehicle bad. And so what did we do? We prayed about it. We gave the matter to God and we said, Lord, we're going to trust you. You never fail us. And then what happened, um, days turned into weeks, maybe, maybe even turned into a month. And so finally, I, not, not Jane, I went out and I got us a car, right? I got us a car, solved the problem, matters taken care of. And it was one of those situations, um, especially because it was early in marriage, where um, we could afford it barely, right? So this is not, this is not a good idea, all right? Um, well, about two days later, I got a phone call, and um, a guy named Tony said, hey, Steve, you're not going to believe this. I have a car. Uh, it, it has very low miles on it, and I'm going to give it away, and the Lord brought you to mind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's too late. It's too late because I couldn't be patient. And, and look, this is how messed up this is. I prayed about it. I gave it to the Lord. I confessed everything, but I was impatient, and so we missed out. All right? Um, the good news is, though, just so y'all know, that never happened again in my whole life. I learned my lesson. No, no yeah, no, that's got it right. Is yeah, you got it, Marvin. Right, but the the thing is, um, you know, I'm still learning, and that's that's a part of God working with us. And the good news, though, is that God is patient with us. And that, by the way, we've already sung it. That's the other side of the patience coin. Um, see if you can put this together. I'll, I'll give you three verses. See what kind of bubbles up in you. Uh, Nehemiah nine thirty. Lord, for many years, you are patient with them. By your Spirit, you warned them through your prophets. Uh, 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. Romans 2, 4, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? So patience also, biblically, it is this quality of God. It is part of God's character. It is God's attitude of mercy and kindness towards you and I. Now, this is when patience gets exciting. 
um, toward us as sinners, toward us as fallible human beings, toward us who, you know, we've got gaps, we've got holes, we are broken people, and yet God is patient. Some of your Bibles, I love this, use the word forbearance, okay? Forbearance means that God is slow to anger. Have y'all ever known anybody with a short temper? Good. Well, God has a long temper. That, that's what forbearance, God's temper is very long. God gives us so much grace. You know, if you just stop to think about the Old Testament, when, when the fall happened in Genesis, and then you have the great big mess with the flood where the world is, look at the activity of God in Scripture. What does God do all the way to the time of Jesus and beyond? God throws up his hands, gives up on humanity, stomps on us, kicks us. No, God pursues. God continues to, to, to chase his people in this perfect love. This is the patience of God. God gives you and I such a long leash. God gives us every opportunity to turn to him in repentance. This is his patience. God refrains. God restrains from giving us the punishment that we so need unless, or I should say, until it is a lifetime of saying no to Jesus Christ. So God's forbearance, God's patience is God withholding swift judgment from a humanity that really deserves swift judgment. So you talk about goodness here. I mean, wow, it just, again, I get excited. Now, where this gets a bit frightening for us quite often as Christians, is that when we come to Christ, God expects the same thing from you and I toward other people. He expects us to, 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 to carry this forward into other relationships. Mercy, grace, kindness, even that waiting toward other people in our lives, all around us. Listen to these. Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 1 Thessalonians 5.14, and we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with a select small group of people. No, everyone. Second Timothy 4.2, preach the word. Be prepared in and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience. Now, you could hear all of that and go, hold on a second. I think we've got a loophole. I just heard the loophole. All those verses were written by the Apostle Paul. So maybe that's just Paul's expectation, Right? Sorry to disappoint, that is the expectation of Jesus. Paul here is clearly following the teaching of Jesus. We see this all throughout the Gospels. We hear this again and again and again, and most pointedly we get it in the parable of the unmerciful servant in Matthew 18, which I'll just go ahead and say this. A lot of times people say that is a, past, a parable on forgiveness, Kind of, sort of. It's actually a parable on patience, and you'll see why in a second. Um, in this parable, most of you know it, uh, we have a servant. A servant enters the scene, and this servant is in colossal debt to his master. 
okay, or his boss. Um, if, if you took, and you can actually do this, if you take an ancient conversion chart, he owes his master, not hundreds, probably not even thousands. It's, it's, we're, we're approaching the million range. So he is an incredible debt. His master calls him forward, right? He comes to him. And um, before the hammer drops, the servant says something to the master. Actually, he begs something to the master, and it is, please be patient with me. Show me mercy. Show me compassion. Show me kindness. Give me some time. Be patient with me. And what does the master do? Incredibly, and it is incredible, he forgives the entire debt. Again, imagine the sermon. Have you, have you guys ever have you guys ever been under financial debt before? It's a load, right? It's a weight. I mean, every day it is always with you. If you, if you have big financial debt, so this guy is. I mean, inside emotionally, he is walking around like this, or maybe like this, under this burden. He knows he's going to get in trouble, and suddenly it's gone. I mean, folks, we are talking, this is a spiritual zippity doodah moment. I mean, he'll be, you know, twirling in the streets and, you know, just blessing everyone, right? Well, what happens? He goes out and he sees a peer, a fellow servant, and this guy owes him pocket change. Do that ancient conversion. It's like 20 bucks, right? Ask for his money doesn't just ask for it. He starts choking the guy, demanding his money. The guy doesn't have it, right? Pockets are empty. So this forgiven servant has him thrown in jail. Even after his peer uses the exact same phrase he used with the master, please be patient with me. Hasn't tossed in jail. Well, before long, the master hears about it, and the forgiven servant is promptly unforgiven, right? And now he has to pay, and Jesus ends the parable talking to us. And he says, this is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and sister from the heart, unless you are patient with them as God was patient with you. And I'll tell you the good news, the even better news here is that we don't have to conjure that up. You know, we don't have to somehow work that out. And, you know, we talk about white-knuckled Christianity where we in our own strength somehow try to do this perfectly day in and day out because the truth is we can't. Do you know that? I mean, we as human beings, we can't love like that. We can't forgive like that, you know? I mean, let somebody step on you enough. Let somebody walk on you like a doormat. Let somebody be rude to you. You know, let somebody drive around greedily and see what happens. It's hard to be patient like this consistently day in and day out. We want to show vengeance. We want a pound of flesh. You know, they get on our last nerve, right? Toward all of those people, it is not within us to be rejected, betrayed, accused, pushed around, and then to be patient and kind and loving and merciful and to continue to bless. But what is so beautiful about the fruit of the Spirit and patience is that's what the Holy Spirit has come to do in us. The Holy Spirit has come to give us God's patience, to, to put it in us, to grow it up into our character toward all of those people out there, all those people driving around on the roads in Greeley. I should say driving all over the road in Greeley. The Holy Spirit's come to do that. 
rude people, angry people, insensitive people, religiously high-minded people, just the strangers, neighbors, co-workers, friends, family. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. It is not up to us to somehow pull this off in our strength, to have God's patience in our own strength. Because it is, this is like everything else, it is not by our might, it is not by our power, but it is by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit has come to sow patience like a seed into the garden of your heart and grow us up, you and I, to grow this into full ripeness in our lives, to grow us into the likeness of Jesus, showing the very patience of God we experienced at the cross and we live under every day. It's good news. Can I ask the Spirit of God to minister uh, this to us right now? Would that be all right? Good. Father, in Jesus' name, we invite you. We invite you, and because we have to start here, Lord. This is a lordship issue for us. Lordship is about you ruling in our hearts and minds. And Father, as I confess to, to our prayer group today, this is one of those sermons that I studied for all week, and I had, to, I had to ask you time and time again to make this real for me. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you right now to, to just sow God's heart into our heart. Well, I thank you that you have, you have come, not, not just to work on attendance in church and, and kind of walking through all the, the different religious things that, that we would say church people do, but God, we want to be transformed as children of God. We, we want to look like Jesus in this world. Father, we want to love like you do. We want people who, you know, that they, they power up against us for them to experience your kindness, your goodness, your love in us. Father, you are, you are so long-suffering with us. God, your grace, your mercy are incredible. Father, would you transfer that to us? Would you bring your character to full fruit in our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for loving us enough to make us chips off the old block, just like our Heavenly Father. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.